So Mike, Trinity College in Perth bans mullet haircuts, labelling them unacceptable. Your thoughts? I'm perplexed why this is worthy of conversation. Do you do you love mullets? Were haircuts banned in any of the institutions you've you've been at? What mental institutions? <laughs> oh, you mean schools? Or work organisations, yeah, workplaces as well. I'm not aware of any explicit haircut bans. I mean, there probably were some, but I just never tried to have that haircut, so... Maybe it's a chance to talk about your hair from when you had... Hair? Yes. I mean, I'm just bald now, right? I've just shaved all my hair off. I've given up all pretense. Have you ever sported a mullet? Not intentionally. You had an accidental mullet. The best I think kind. it was just like an, it's like an insult at school, wasn't it? To say you had a mullet. I mean, basically, if you just didn't get your hair cut for too long, people would joke that you had a mullet. But surely to have a mullet, your sides have to be short, but the back has to be long. Yeah, well, I think when your hair just gets really long in general, people would just joke that you had a mullet. I don't know. Does, does a mullet even work with like Asian hair? Because doesn't a mullet have to be kind of like wavy? I can't imagine it would work with just like Asian hair. Interesting. I thought a mullet was just short sides and long at the back. And that was it. That's a mullet. I, I have no idea. Like, all I remember is that mullet was like an insult. So you've not had any problems with your hair ever in the past? No what, accidental, what do you mean? accidental hairstyles. I mean, it, it was definitely much more a problem when I had hair. Like, I think Asian hair, Chinese hair is quite unforgiving because it's just very straight. It's not like wavy. And if you cut it too short, it just sticks straight up. Like, I don't think I ever had very good haircuts. So in a way, it's kind of a relief that I just shave everything off now. This is, this is actually what you wanted all along. Well, not really, but at least it's easy. We should be talking about your haircut. Didn't you have some crazy haircut? Didn't you have some expensive haircut? So I've, exp- I've had expensive wedding hair, which is okay. But I don't know. You don't have problems with sight. I do. So when I take my glasses off, I, um, I have to entrust my hair to whoever's cutting it. So I've had an accidental mullet before. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, where they've just taken the sides off, but they've not taken the back as much as... I expected. And I've got this tail of hair at the back. Are there any photos of this? Uh, if, if we look hard enough, I'm sure there are. But it's, I don't know. Were you stylish enough to determine or dictate what hair you wanted? Or were you just like, this is, this is stylish, accept it? What, what, what would you mean? Like when you go and get your hair chopped back in the day, did you know what you wanted? No, I had no idea, really. They, the, problem is, exactly. the problem is they had no idea either because, <laughs> you know, I lived in some small village, you know, and they didn't really do Asian hair. So I would show up places and they'd try their best and they'd be really confused why my hair just turned out really spiky and terrible. Okay, fine. So you never went into London to go and seek out the Asian stylist to do something for you? No, my fam, my family was my family is like very much, like, I don't even know, like stereotypical Asian family. Just like you should be a doctor, make money, haircuts are for rich people. Okay, they're not important. Yeah, fine. 
Sorry. Sorry to disappoint. It sounds, it sounds like you had exciting haircuts. No, I would not say exciting. Unnecessary. I, I, no, I, I share your, your sentiment. I just want to go to a barber at the end of the day. You know, I just want it cut and I want to get out. I don't want a stylist. And so that's where, you know, I don't want wedding hair ever again. I mean, I will say, I think I like the idea of having a stylist for a bit, but I just have no idea what to actually do you know, because I've never had this sort of thing. Like, I, I I, like the idea of having cool and exciting hair, you know, before going to university. I wanted like, you know, I want crazy coloured hair. I want weird spiky hair, but in a good way. I want to look like a Yu-Gi-Oh character or something. But no, I don't think it ever really materialised. Let's go back a step. If there were the opportunity to grow more hair, would you take it? Yeah, because then I wouldn't look like an old man. I don't think you look like an old man because of your hair. No, no, no. I look like an old man because I'm sad and decrepit. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I, I do think that until I lost my hair, I just looked kind of like timelessly 20-something. But you were 20. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I was 20-something at the time. That's probably why. No, when it was just at the back that the hair was gone, from the front, I still looked kind of 20-something. But like I had a big bald spot in the middle at the back and then it was just embarrassing and I shaved it all off. Why not just put all your money in your hair? It's not the same. It's not you the gotta, same. You could keep having it redone, don't you? I had no idea. I thought you would have looked into this. Yeah, for like five minutes and it, it just looked like a faff. And I was like, I'm just going to shave it off. It's going to be easier. We haven't even talked about mullets. <laughs> Are you pro? <laughs> Are you pro mullet? I know, I know you have an opinion on, on appearance. I know you do. Do, do I? What, really? Do I? You, do, you care what people look like. Oh, I'm sure wow. if I looked you're a certain way, you wouldn't be my friend. You're saying I'm shallow. Yeah, you are a little bit, yes. Wow. Ouch. It's funny, because, you know, there's, there's probably lots of things where, you know, you have subconscious issues and you just don't realise them about yourself. So, you know, you're probably right. I've been discovering all sorts during my current mental health spiral of doom. So are you pro mullet? Wait, 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 wait. So are we just, we're just going to pretend that last sentence didn't happen? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I have no particular opinion on mullets. So if, I, if you didn't know me and I, and we wanted to be friends again, so if, you've, if you pinged me that email, we met for dinner and I rocked a mullet, would we, would we still be friends today? I don't think I'd judge you for having a mullet. I, I probably would think it's strange, though, because I can't imagine an Asian mullet. But maybe that's just my lack of imagination. There you have it. Mike supports mullets. Mike is indifferent to mullets. Mike, how long have you been in the UK for now? What is it? April? I mean, I've been here four months. I've been here three months longer than I expected to be. And will you be returning back soon? You know, I have no idea anymore. <laughs> like, my ability to return to Hong Kong has been the source of great anxiety, I will say, over the past few weeks. In particular, over the last two weeks, it's really come to some sort of weird boiling point boiling over point, sinking point. I don't know. I, it's, it's not been good. I don't even know why I'm trying to go back anymore, you know? 
this is definitely a conversation to have with a therapist, not on a podcast. I always feel, I always drive, you know, advise you down these paths, which lead you into, lead you into more despair. Despair is not probably in the right word. I make you buy games you don't play. I make you fly to countries you, where you get stranded. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ting. Thanks a lot, Ting. You're, you're secretly actually trying to destroy me. It's like this long con. It's like you you befriended me just so you can actually, you know, see if you can take me apart piece by piece. Terrible. You're a monster. It's been, it's been really easy. Yeah, the podcast is an elaborate ruse to make me edit things for, you know, dozens of hours until I go insane. <laughs> That's not good. See, all I do is do bad things for you. I don't know why we're still doing this. Why are you still talking to me? Well... The abridged version of my situation is, I came back to the UK for Christmas. On Christmas Day, Hong Kong decided to ban all travel for people who have been in the UK for more than two hours. So if you have been in the UK for more than two hours in the past 21 days, you are not allowed to enter Hong Kong. And the stated reason is because of the UK coronavirus variant. So it was kind of fair enough in December because the UK was just in total COVID meltdown. Like there were so many cases, like it was actually insane. And I also, you know, I I flew back for Christmas, so I wasn't going to drop everything and fly back on Christmas Eve to avoid the ban. I thought, well, how long can they possibly ban things for? I'm sure this will blow over. But the ban has just kept rolling on and on and on and to the point of absurdity. So, you know, the UK's coronavirus numbers now are way better than loads of countries that have the UK variant and are not banned. You know, like France had, what, 60,000 cases plus in the last few days and the UK variant. But you can fly back to Hong Kong from France. Meanwhile, the UK has fewer than 2,000 cases, but is still banned. And I think the final straw was when Hong Kong said, oh yeah, we're going to lift the ban. We're going to give away for Hong Kong residents stranded in the UK to come home. And then they put on two, literally two, special repatriation flights on the 21st and 28th of April that cost double the normal amount for a one-way ticket and you have to do 21 nights of quarantine in this hellhole hotel like the hotel just has loads of one-star reviews from people saying i would rather have slept on the floor of the airport than spent another night in this hotel you know like i woke up in the morning and the shower tray was filled with water that had toilet paper in it you know like the toilet backed up into the shower The room reeked of smoke, you know, like there were insects everywhere. You know, like people are saying this hotel is actually hell. And that's where you've got to stay if you want to return to Hong Kong. And that's even if you manage to get a seat on one of these two special flights. There was actually a news article about it that likened it to the Hunger Games. You know, they said like Hunger Games style battle by Hong Kong residents attempting to return on special flights. That sounds a bit extreme. Well, I mean, I'm in a Facebook group and a WhatsApp group and a Signal group, in fact, you know, for Hong Kong people stuck in the UK. 
and everyone is just losing their minds every day. Like the the mental health toll of it over the months has just been it's been awful. And that thing with the special flights and the and the special hotel that really broke a lot of people, myself included. I I actually the next day was like screw it. I'm not waiting for the Hong Kong government anymore. And I booked a flight to Thailand because if you spend 21 days outside the UK, then you're no longer banned. And so I just had to find a country that would accept travelers from the UK, even if they're not a resident of that country. And the choices are basically Dubai, Egypt, or Thailand. So I picked Thailand. So I have, I have a 21 day trip to Thailand booked. And at the end of that trip, I'm going to book a flight from Thailand to Hong Kong. But <laughs> you know what happened today? Hong Kong did a new press conference and said, oh yeah, we're lifting the flight ban on the UK. We're going to lift it in May. And everyone then lost their minds again because they were like, a week ago, you said we were so dangerous that you had to put on these special flights. And now one week later, after people have gone crazy, you know, trying to kill each other to get on these special flights and stay at the horrible hotel, you've now told everyone you're going to lift the ban in a few more weeks. Like, why would you not just say, we're lifting the ban in May? Why would you not just say that a week or two ago? Sorry, this is not a fun section. This is just like me being frustrated at the Hong Kong government. So have you booked yourself for a Thai resort? What have you booked yourself? Yeah, I booked myself a five-star hotel that has nice looking food in Bangkok. Uh, food inclusive? It's food in- yeah, the quarantine stay is food inclusive because you know, it's a quarantine. You've got to stay it's in the a quarantine room. St- it's a quarantine stay you've book- you booked yourself in for. You have to, it's the law. So... The Thailand quarantine requirement at the moment is minimum 10 days. So I'll be in this quarantine hotel for at least 10 days. And then you'll spend... 10 days of freedom. Not too bad. Or however many, you know, until I can meet the requirement to fly back to Hong Kong. And do 21 days in a quarantine hotel in Hong Kong. You don't sound like a smart person right now. <laughs> that, thanks. <laughs> I, I don't even know for what to say who, to that. For someone who's always... Uh, who's prided themselves on being smart and making smart choices. At the time I booked my trip back to the UK, no one knew there was a UK variant. No one expected this crazy Christmas explosion of COVID. And then at the time I decided not to go back via a third country, no one expected the Hong Kong government just to maintain this ban, even though numbers were so good. And then at the time I booked the flight to Thailand, all the evidence was that the Hong Kong government was never going to lift the ban because numbers were already so good here and they decided to just do these two special flights and put you in a hellhole gulag hotel. It just goes to show you can just be that unlucky. I think you're just really unlucky here. I cannot believe it. I know. A different friend joked that I have a reality distortion field and the UK coronavirus variant just manifests wherever I'm about to travel. Because do you know what happened the other day? Like literally the day after I booked the flight to Thailand, UK coronavirus variant outbreak in Bangkok. I'm not even joking. Like by the time I land in Bangkok, they will have probably worse coronavirus numbers than the UK. Because the UK currently is about 2000 a day. And the Thailand numbers have been doubling each day. Today, they're 1,000. So tomorrow, it'll probably be 2,000. Do you have second thoughts on going to Thailand now? Yes. I, I really woke up this morning and saw that news from Hong Kong and saw that news about the coronavirus outbreak in Bangkok and thought, should I just 
lose the money? Should I just cancel everything and lose the money and wait for UK flights to reopen? This has been the source of my mental health issues for the past couple of weeks. It's, it's been terrible. It's actually been terrible. I hope you're happy, Ting, making me air this on a podcast. I, I don't no know idea. if this is healthy or not. How will we? <laughs> Great. We've, we've got it documented, but are we going to use it? It's too real. It's just too real. I don't know what you wanted me to say. <laughs> this section is, was it supposed to be a fun and upbeat section about how I've been trapped here. I've, I've been in a very dark place for the past few weeks. I can't, Although I, I guess you didn't know because you've been too busy trying to buy a house. So we've actually hardly spoken until this <laughs> recording. Buying houses is ridiculous. I can't believe how competitive it is. But that's not a funny topic, so let's not go there. Well, neither was this. Oh, we we've got five minutes to think of something funny because we can't go with the next topic now. I've decided. <laughs> I was thinking about what else we could talk about, but every topic's depressing. It can't be. Prince, Prince Philip died. Do we get an extra public holiday? I can't talk, can't say that. That's not a good way to follow his death. You know what? 2021 has been an utter disaster <laughs> you know what do you know I mean, if you listen to the optimism in my voice in the 2020 wrap-up where i'm like bye bye 2020 you won't be missed i miss 2020 now you know i really miss 2020 now i was like a successful happy person in 2020 and in 2021 <laughs> i'm just like this train wreck you you were a successful happy person in 2020 it, it, it relatively Relatively, I think the good thing about 2020 was that it was predictable, it was reliable, you knew where we were going. 2021 is just continuing to surprise me in new and disappointing ways. Have you made the most of being able to dine outside at a restaurant? So today is when lockdown restrictions were eased in the UK. And no, I did not. I did see some news stories about insane queues at Primark and John Lewis, though. So some people clearly really wanted to shop. I've got a restaurant booking for tomorrow. <laughs> what are you craving? I think, I think it's some fancy British restaurant, as in it's British food done in a high class way. This is terrible pre-chat. There's not no terrible. energy here. We can't have nothing to talk about. What do I? What's really annoying? We've got, we got, plenty, we got plenty to talk about, but it's just all it's just all a massive downer. Maybe we should just more ridiculous just, things. Have let's we just done. take it outside and shoot it in the head, and then move on. Conservatories. Okay, just quickly, what three things are funny in our lives today? Conservatories, Blood clowns, fucking hell. Future Mike here, recording from quarantine in Bangkok. Sorry this episode's a bit late. If you listened this far, you can probably imagine why. The schedule is probably going to be wonky for a little while longer, since Ting is also moving house. Twice? Anyway, stay positive, get vaccinated, and if your name is Mark, happy birthday. Bye-bye.